Hello, everybody. This is Nashville Demystified, and I'm your host, Alex Steed. Nashville Demystified is a show about getting to know the city better. It's made possible by Knack Factory, a commercial video and content production firm. And we own this town, a collection of podcasts by and for Nashvillians. If you're not doing so already, follow Nashville Demystified on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow me, your host, Alex Steed, on all of the above and TikTok, where I'm present, but a lot less funny or interesting than rich teenagers pledging their allegiance to China. Please follow, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. A review would also be the very best way of helping out. This is a bonus episode. Our main episode this week is a deep dive on Tony Alamo, his cult and his presence and impact on Nashville. He is a trip. Actually, I've already, I haven't even released the episode as of this recording and his family has gotten in touch (laughs) just to share. (laughs) So this is part of the reason I love doing this show. That episode is part of our Music City Tales from the 1980s sporadic miniseries. It's sporadic because I wanted to do it eight weeks in a row and I'm halfway through the year (laughs) still getting through episodes. They're so dense to figure out what was going on in the 80s. So it takes me a little while. The episode is super juicy. We typically interview folks about their art or tell stories about the city's weirder and more offbeat history. I noticed, though, the release of Please Vote Nashville's 2020 Voter Guide, and I wanted to talk with the folks behind it. I should remind you that early voting starts July 17th, which is this week, it's Friday, and the election is August 6th. The concept of the guide is simple. It collates much of the available information about candidates and referenda in one visually appealing place so that folks can make decisions about who they will vote for. The guide looks great. They're comprehensive without being overwhelming. And the guides are available on the organization's website, pleasevotenashville.org. You can get a digital copy or you can get one printed at cost, which is pretty cool because it helps local businesses on top of informing, which is fantastic. Looking into it further, I realized a lot of the folks that I respect and appreciate had a hand in putting it together. Let's just look at the contributors real fast. Bear with me. I'm flipping through it. Let's see. We have Sibel Elena, who's been on the show before. Aaron Ray, who's been on the show before. There's Lily Ophelia and Emma Swift and Kai Welch and Nikki Bloom. It's a really fantastic group of people. Michaela Anza. I just, I mean, it's it's excellent. You would You would see these names and just go, oh. This is great. I'm glad they all came together to put this thing together. And I noticed the editors, Tristan Gasparic, who I love as a performer and as an artist. You would know Tristan as simply Tristan or on social media, Tristan, Tristan. (laughs) So I was like, I want to know more about how this happens. How does a recording artist, musician, etc. get involved in putting something like this together? You know, I've sat on organizations before that put these sort of things together. I know they're monumental undertakings. It just takes a good deal of work to sort through information and present it in a way that is informative and and helpful to people who are looking in on it. So it's especially heartened to see, like I said, the majority of the folks involved were involved in one way or another in music or the creative arts, and I wanted to better understand how it came together. So I gave Tristan a call, and what follows, or what's about to follow, is our conversation. For those of you looking to this episode for info on Tristan's work as a musician or artist or performer, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but there's not much by way of that. And by not much, I mean pretty much nothing. <laughs> no insights 
into Tristan's process outside of talking about why Tristan is involved in the way that she is and how this all came together and, and why it is a passion project, who's involved, etc. You know, I was just more interested for the moment, at least, to understand how and why we're civically engaged because now is the moment for that. All moments are the moment for that, but this is one that is special, pertinent, and feels historic. So here's Tristan. What I have loved about this coming out is I didn't know it was happening at all, and it was so lovely to have it just dropped and be really surprised by this voting guide. So I was hoping you could just tell me how it came about, like when it started and what the process for getting it out was. Sure. Please Vote Nashville started in 2018 with a group of, it was probably about five or six of us. I started it and then we sort of didn't know exactly what we wanted to do. What what I knew is that young people weren't voting. And I knew there, you know, after the election of Donald Trump, I felt like, you know, there's a lot of wasted arguing on social media and that there was actual work to be done. And how can you dismantle a system you don't understand? And how can you be angry if you're not participating? So I saw like a a big area where we could work to create change and sort of get involved. And when I started really looking into why people didn't vote, uh, find out that a lot of it's cultural. It's not talked about in the home. You're less likely to vote if you, you don't have a college education and just sort of, you know, the only interaction you have with, quote, politics is uh, people arguing or turning on screaming heads on news channels. So I think that it, for me, it was there is a non-emotional sort of civic duty, stewardship of culture, responsibility that people are sort of privileged and, and, and not taking seriously. And also, I come from like a background of thinking it's really cool to vote. And as an artist, I think your body is political. So I don't think you can separate any of that stuff. So anyway, um, the biggest part of the mission, I guess we sort of decided that ballot education was huge and that if you had never voted before, it would seem kind of like a scary process and you wouldn't know where to start and you wouldn't even have the initiative to start. So we wanted to just make voting easy. All of this is very local. We weren't looking to like be impressive and start a national campaign or anything. So we wanted it to be very focused, especially because we didn't want to like have to go out and tell you how to think. We just want to present the information and let you decide. And I, from my own experience, felt that it's very easy to see who to vote for when you're asking questions that you would ask of someone you're hiring for a job or, you know, what's your experience? What volunteer work do you do? Who are you? Where are you from? What What's your life experience? And so that was kind of where we landed. And we wanted to advertise elections. We felt that these primary and local elections were kind of sneaking under the radar. We could see, you know, the election commission puts out how many people are voting. And you can see that candidates on Metro Council and candidates uh, that are winning are winning by such a small amount of people. So um, in 2018, we took to advertising with posters here's the election. We printed our own copies of early voting schedule and passed them out. And we really targeted the music community because that's where a lot of us are. Sure. Just looking through the people who made up 
the guide, it's very clearly people who have a foot in civic engagement and a foot in making music in one way or another. We wanted to be grassroots, like where can our tentacles reach out? And so we also, we were at Musicians Corner in 2018, registering people to vote at their summer concert series. We sort of looked through our own community allies and tried to figure out a way we could register people to vote, educate people on the ballot get them to the polls on election day. And, you know, a lot of people are registered to vote in Davidson County. I want to say it's like 450,000 out of, you know, 680,000 population. But mm. I guess 20% of that is under 18. So it's we're pretty much all registered to vote. Um, we've seen increases in that just doing this work. Like when you start to do this work of registering people to vote, you'd be surprised at the network out there that's ready to take you in and help you and connect you. There are so many organizations doing this work. And so we're seeing an increase in registrations, but we're not really seeing an increase in people getting out to these smaller elections, which as we've seen lately, really have an impact on how the city's money is spent and what what we're going to do as a city, like you know what our values are. So a, a couple things strike me immediately. I have sat in organizations that have produced voter guides. And the first thing that strikes me about this, well, the first thing that strikes me is just sort of the amount of effort and labor that typically goes into one of these. And I want to talk about that in a moment. But the other thing that strikes me is just this looks real nice. <laughs> and I feel like that's often missing from efforts to get people to be engaged is this idea that like you need to not just inform, but make it engaging. Can you talk a bit about the process of just thinking through like how this thing would function and how how it would look like what you wanted it to feel like when you were informing people? Sure. It didn't start as beautiful. We added Cammie to the group this time around to do design and she volunteered. So once we had her as a resource, she took a look at these candidate pictures and said, oh my gosh, I have a headache just looking at it. (laughs) So she said, I'll draw them all. And I said, are you sure? Because there's 68 (laughs) candidates and 12 civics refreshers. But one of the goals in the very beginning for the ballot breakdown was to put it out through social media because we knew a lot of people were passive learners. And so people will sit and scroll on their phone and we could create sort of an interest or an engagement in local politics by just directly feeding it to people who use social media who also happen to be young people who hang out in the 30% range and then people 65 and up hang out in like the 60% range of like how many Mm. of them vote. And so you can see why our government looks the way that it does because our age group, less of us vote. Again, we want to make it easy. We want to make it come to you. If people want to make voting hard, then we'll do the opposite work and we'll make it really easy And so, yeah, we started just with uh, social media and then the caption would be the profile and the way that we approach the profile. I mean, I, when we started to see the protesting start and massive unemployment and a lot of artists with more time started getting a lot of phone calls, I want to help, I want to help, I want to do something. And so this time I was able to divide up among 12 writers and then there's a whole level. We have a volunteers who aren't writers. We do a lot of like going into places of employment and getting businesses to not only register their workers to vote upon the uh, hiring process, we also have gone into places of employment and 
talk to people about the Go Vote Tennessee app where you can look at your ballot and find your polling location. We provide like voting school, like getting an education and then um, being empowered by that education. Do you do you um, I'm curious, this is a this is going to feel a little like a ridiculous question, but how are you a person who is a like interested in voting, which I think I think everyone should be generally, but like a, is a interested in voting, but B looked at social media discourse and was like, not only is there a better way, like I'm going to actually pursue the better way because <laughs> I think everyone knows there's a better way. Right. But right. but it's it's often often people are just like, yeah, I'll get to it tomorrow. <laughs> how did you mobilize? I don't know how I start things, I guess, because I'm a musician and. You know, I've like a DIY touring musician. Like I <laughs> figured out how to do everything kind of with an unyielding confidence and sort of, <laughs> listen, I know what I'm doing is for good. And I do believe that good wins, but laziness and apathy and all of the sort of um, excuses aren't going to save us. And I guess I just am able to see what's missing despite people telling me, who are you to think you can do this? Because I'll tell you, the very first meeting at Please Vote Nashville, there was only about 10 people there and it was a disaster. And a lot of people looked at me like, who are you to think you can do this? And I guess that's a great question you should always be asking yourself. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I've never felt that it was very hard to execute the things I wanted to do in my life and uh, as far as making records or going on tour or the power of a great show is all the people that come. I mean, music is so collaborative, honestly. It's when you're really hitting your stride musically, creatively in a group, you aren't even thinking about yourself. You're able to tap into something outside of yourself that's happening in a way that you can just instinctually do something and you aren't analyzing what you're doing. And so I think that as far as organizing, please vote. It's all about the work. This time, because I had so many people who were looking for a way to be involved, that I just love the idea of artists using their creativity to help their community. It's so interesting that you say how you started that off, because I started working in politics and then eventually journalism coming from a background in organizing shows. And I was like, oh, I have I didn't know until I was in that I had all the skill sets needed. (laughs) Like making zines and organizing shows was literally all that I needed (laughs) as a background to be an organizer. So I, I, I truly hope that people who are listening realize exactly that is like if you can put together a show or record something or even just you have like a nerdy interest in something you can literally do the hard work of informing the public or organizing around an issue or whatever it may be and that is what we're seeing you and in this collective do that's a fascinating parallel this these skill sets are are applicable to civic engagement as much as they are to making our art happen yeah i really have never found any of the things i've tried to do that hard, but I definitely was not able to do them alone. And so you just have to be willing to work through the frustration of maybe it not being perfect when you start. I mean, when we start, this is by far the best guide we've ever done. And it took us doing it in different ways and failing and, you know, making mistakes. I had a child and my only volunteer work for a year and a half was 
my child. <laughs> you have to be committed to being consistent. I got to tell you at the very end of making this guide as I was editing, what did I say, 80 different sections, I thought my eyes were going to roll out of my head. And <laughs> and Cammy, who was doing it as well, and who is just such a perfectionist and visionary in the best way, really, she didn't settle for anything less than the best as far as the way that it looked and the amount of work it was going to take. It's all about figuring out the efficiency in the process. And so you're always just trying to let people be free enough to really explore their talents, but also providing parameters so that the process is fast. And so through even making this voter guide, we had to develop a system of sharing. I mean, there's so much more that we could do, and there's so many places to go. It's just a matter of uh, having the army ready to go out and volunteer in a way that helps their community, but also in a way that doesn't feel confrontational. That's fascinating. I appreciate you sharing that process. I'm curious, it's just my wrapping question is, is there anything about the guide or the process or anything you've learned or picked up since since 2018 and starting these endeavors that you've learned that you want to share with people about about this process or just about like sort of civic engagement generally? Like what, what what's one thing you just want people to know who maybe are on the fence about being engaged uh, that, that you think that they should know? I guess I would say just a you know a message about um, being pragmatic in the sense that we want change to happen so fast and we want to make things just you know uh, we want to feel better and I think part of life and knowing is that you never get to feel better and it is a slow process and every bit of work you do like voting or even the work that we do as volunteers. It's just a drop in the bucket or a drop into the wave of change. So it's just these tiny actions, um, these tiny things that we do. I mean, voting isn't going to change everything. It isn't all the work, but it's the least that you can do. I just think that politics is really community. We have community representatives. And the more we can get involved in local politics, know our council members. The less likely we are to vote based on identity, which can work in your favor in a last minute trying to figure out who to vote for. That's not always the best way to vote. It's not the most informed way to vote. And you really do need people in office that are committed to service. Now, speaking from Please Vote Nashville perspective, we give you all the information and you're allowed to vote however you want to vote. And we're not here to argue with you or tell you who to vote for. You know, one of the things we found about journalism is it tended to uh, highlight the brand names. And just that selection process in itself is a way of favoring certain candidates. And so we don't do that. We give equal space to every candidate and we just take the emotions and the big money out of it. Excellent. Well, Tristan, thank you so much for, for talking with me. Where can people find the guide? Please vote Nashville.org and you can receive a fabulous print copy in the mail at cost. And the folks at Rhizology Club are printing those. So it's a way to support a local printer. Or you can give us your email address and download it for free. And we're working on a yearly membership eventually. So you can just sign up and you'll receive your copy in the mail every election. But we're working on all of that baby steps every time. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's a great and important reminder about literally everything. I really appreciate you talking to me about it and, and congratulations on getting it out. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Take care. Thanks. 
All right, everybody, that's it for this episode of National Demystified. Thank you so much to Tristan for talking. Thank you to Cameron Davidson for making this episode sound good. Again, you can find the voter guide at pleasevotenational.org. Important things you should know. Again, early voting starts July 17th, end of this week. And the election is on August 6th. Uh, Please get out. Go do it. Go cast your ballot and do so in an informed way. Thank you.